Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Cobras on Fire podcast, part of the Decibel Geek Podcast Network, featuring special guest from Lipstick Generation, Greg Troyan. Probably it's a transitionary phase. Our ass shifted to patronize. We've been burned for so many ways. We are paranoid you could be telling us lies. Make one day we okay. You can like whatever you want. Nerd girl. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. My name is Baco, and I am joined by the affable Loose Cannon out of Denver. How are you this evening, Loose? I am excellent. Thank you for asking. We have another special guest on the phone uh, uh, coming to us live from uh, tennis, t- t- Tennessee. Uh, it is the hot take, Greg Troy. And Greg, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm uh, slightly afraid, but slightly excited. So, you know, <laughs> like coming home to my wife, like, will I have sex <laughs> or will she kill me? Who oh, knows? Yes. The mysteries abound. I got to beat well, your at least that's a you know, At least that's a universal feeling when you come home at the end of the day. That's good. <laughs> Greg, uh, we, we haven't obviously chatted uh, other than a couple messages on Facebook since uh, Rock and Pod. How have, uh, how have you been in the last, I don't know, it's been about a month. You know, man, it feels so much longer than that because I've just been so stupid busy. Mm-hmm. Um, just these last few months have been a complete blur for me because I decided, you know what's a really great idea? Uh, completely change my band's branding. Um, <laughs> do a film score. Fly out of state for my sister's wedding, do rock and pod, uh, film and release a new music video, do like, you know, six Game of Thrones songs, like less than four hours after each episode, and then do a tour, promo- a podcast tour promoting the, the new video. So I'm a, and also start, oh, and do voice acting. I just did my first voice acting gig like 10 minutes before the call. Uh, so, like some uh, hardcore uh, animated porn? Uh, man, I wish because uh, that pays better than what I'm doing mm. right now. I probably won't uh, see it then. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you probably won't see it. But uh, yeah, uh, my life is a blur. I'm confused all the time. I feel like I'm high, but I'm too broke to afford any drugs. So it's mm. a it's a terrible, miserable life. But I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm I thought good. We, I thought we were talking to Greg. I thought we were talking to Greg, not Sebastian Bach. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I'm confused. And hey, listen, um, Greg, before we go, any, I know the rest of the, just to make sure people know, why don't you let everybody know what makes you famous? 
Uh, I'm maybe most famous for my band Lipstick Generation or most famous for my bullshit opinions on my podcast, The Lipstick Panel, which you've been on, Baco. You were mm-hmm. on our Animalize episode, and we disagreed about pretty much every song, and it was pretty great. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. I enjoyed myself quite a bit. What, um, what is, when you say you're changing the, changing the band's name, though, what's the... Not the what name. What did you say? Uh, the bra- you're basically going, uh, re- rebranding the band, right? Yeah, so the band was originally called Lipstick. I, you know, filed right. with the trademark office, got the rights to the name. I've got the piece of paper that says I can, you know, send a cease and desist to anyone who tries to use that name. Um, and uh, we released two albums under the name. Uh, the first album sold very well. The second album, not as well. And we were, like, very much a 70s glam band visually, like Slade, mm-hmm. sweet kind of thing. And... People had trouble finding us online because it turns out Lipstick is a terrible name for a band in 2019. Because you're like, hey, good Lipstick. You don't find us. You find a whole bunch of makeup tutorials, but you don't find our band. Pictures of dogs' and penises. So, yeah. <laughs> and so we, we changed it to Lipstick Generation because the fan club was called Lipstick Generation. Like, the Kiss, Kiss and the Kiss Army, we had the Lipstick Generation. We're like, you know what? We already own all the domains for Lipstick Generation. You want to just call it that, make it easier. And plus, hey, we're changing our image, too. So it's like it coincides. And that's that's the story. Marketing. So the the, the song we're here to talk about, is this uh, from an upcoming record or is it just a single you're doing right now? Just just a single. Uh, just, you know, it's a singles market anyway. And we wanted to just at least get something out there to announce the the presence of the band and the the new look, the new sound, uh, which is basically the old sound, but just with a different coat of paint. Uh, but still just wanted to re-announce the band to the world. Uh, we've got a whole bunch of songs written, but no immediate plans for now. We're just putting the song out there, letting it breathe, and taking it one step at a time. Right. So part of the rebranding process is covering an obscure Eric Carr song. Is that correct? Uh, yes, that is. Uh, so yeah, get, get right into it. What are we talking about here? Let let the listener know. Yeah, we we covered the Eric Carr song "Eyes of Love." Uh, it turns out us doing every Kiss album on our podcast has led a lot of <laughs> Kiss fans to checking out our music, and Kiss fans appreciating us. And we're like, "Hey, market, we recognize you. We know what you like." But uh, sincerely, it's a song I've loved for years. I thought was fun. And uh, we had so many original songs to choose from, and there was kind of a pissing match between myself and Steve over whose song we had to do for the single. And so just to make everybody happy or everybody unhappy, we picked a cover instead, so the egos were taken out of it. You you weren't concerned at all that uh, people would question your own ability to write songs when you're uh, uh, covering an Eric Carr song? (laughs) look i think eric carr was a great talent and look we've got two albums of original material out there plus that game of thrones project we did where we had to write and record an original song less than four hours after each new episode aired so look we we know how to write but i think it was good to do a cover and really focus on production arrangement sonics and make sure that we were on the right track with all those things as we rebranded, rather than like having a song we were too close to. I think it was good to have that difference, so it felt like we could afford a producer when we can't afford a producer. Yeah, I, 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 I got to tell you, I, uh, but but just, I'm sorry, Lusa. Uh, just a real quick question: 
how did you? I mean, I love Eric Carr. He's uh, a phenomenal talent. And I think I made the joke to you um, that it, it, it's tough to, to get songs in when you're competing with gems like uh, My Way and, uh, you know, uh, Read My Body. Uh, so, 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 so I love both. Of them. Yeah, of I course you do. But <laughs> I, I think the joke still lands. But uh, yeah, how did you end up deciding on kind of a? I mean, this is basically an unreleased track. If if you look at it, really, I know they they put out that Tale of the Fox CD, but that's largely you know s- sort of polished demos. But yeah, but and before you jump in there, I just want to say uh, I'm pretty disappointed that you didn't cover Eric Carr's version of Beth. <laughs> you know, we uh, it was it was on the short list. Uh, we really we dropped the ball in a lot of ways with this release. Um, I think be, because it was a demo, that was part of the appeal was that there wasn't a fully produced, uh, you know, studio quality version mm-hmm. of the song out there. So that gave us some room to improve upon it in ways that we could. I mean, the original spirit, the original energy of it, isn't there because we're different people. You know, it's more than 30 years later. But I think that was part of the appeal is that it was a it was a demo. It was a strong song, but there was there was room to, you know, really clean up the production. And I think that was part of the appeal, because, I mean, you know, we could have covered uh, a kiss. We could have covered calling Dr. Love or a standard song. But I think doing something that's a little bit unexpected, but still fits everything we wanted sonically was part of the appeal. Well, plus you can you can trick people that it's yours. Hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, look, we, we, we no, credit him in the, in, the, in the video description, so it's it's you know the songwriters are credited. Uh, you know, if people think it's ours, that's that's cool, and it's no, certainly. I'm, make, I'm making like, a joke. It's like like the uh, like the Metallica stuff, for example, like you know that like Garage Days was songs that I never heard, so they could have told me like "Am I Evil" was was an original. So, but no, Eyes of Love. I've heard it, and I gotta tell you, <clears throat> uh, that and Little Caesar, pff, come on, Eyes of Love should have been on Hot in the Shade versus that song. Yes, it's a better song. Sure. Does it? I agree. It's a it's a better song. I think Gene and Paul were probably threatened by how much better it would have been than most of the material on Hot in the Shade. And I'm a guy who likes that album. Uh, oh, I so like, I that like album Little Caesar. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it would have been one of the one of the top four on that album if it was on their Eyes of Love. Mm, yeah. Okay. Well, there's a dead spot. I'll make sure that's ended <laughs> out. <laughs> I, it felt like Luce was coming in there with something. So, I'm actually distracted because I, I'm watching the video right now. And, uh, you know, one thing you do uh, several times in, uh, going through this is that you actually turn to the camera and shake your ass. It's a little bit of a bummer, though, because you are wearing leather pants, but you got a coat hanging over your ass. Uh, was that just something that you, you, you didn't realize was happening? Like you're actually shaking your ass going, oh, baby, you're looking at my cheeks, but not knowing the whole time that you're, you're, they're covered up? 
Well, no, if you go further in the video, we made sure that there's a very clear ass shot where the jacket is lifted up and you get a nice, uh, firm, you know, view of my subtle buttocks. So <laughs> don't, don't worry. Yeah. Make sure to correct oh, yeah, that. There it is. It's a tease. We're teasing you throughout the video. You're just like, ah, oh, I wish I could see the full ass shaking. And you're just like, it's not going to happen. You're just going that, that boom right there, the butt right in your face. Are you worried at all that people are, are not going to wonder why you don't have socks stuffed in your pants? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, who? There, there it is so again. Many yeah, there's I, the ass again. It was fun video shoot. Uh, we'll put it that way. <laughs> there was no need for stuffing socks in the pants. Okay. We'll, we'll put it that way. Uh, who owns the <sighs> sheet that you guys are playing in front of? The the sheet we're playing in front of? Yeah. Uh, uh, members of the Ku Klux Klan, we murdered in cold Jesus. We have a black drummer in the video, so don't take too kindly to racism. So if you're racist, we will murder you and use uh, your clothing as a backdrop in our next nice. video. Nice. I, I did notice that the... Uh, Dig their like graves the- with their own skulls. <laughs> I, I did oh, notice man. the lines where you could cut where you could cut off the hats and the the, the robes right on the sheet. So that, uh, that was good. That was yeah, a well, nice we're also one. about recycling. You know, we're progressive. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I like it. Now, just oh, so you know, God. Greg, I, we should have, I should have said this right in the beginning. Um, everything we're doing is this all unjust. So just know that we're just oh, we're just having some fun with you. Oh, okay, okay. Just, don't just murder racists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go go ahead. Say it again. I, I don't do that either. That'd be weird. Who just like goes around murdering clan members and then using their sheets in like a weird serial killer like fashion for your music videos? Uh, That'd be weird. Yeah, I, I didn't get that the first time I watched it, but uh, I, I get it now. There's the yeah. subtext of yeah. Eyes of Love. <laughs> Who's the broad? Uh, she is a, a girl named Kayla Nettles. Um, great talented singer songwriter from nashville um also a model and just a a friend of mine who i've known basically since i moved to town so we go way back cool it's it's a pretty clean recording where'd you record it at uh it was a a combination of places where um some of it was at the home uh steve's house uh, lipstick studios uh the guitars were flown in from a buddy of ours in uh in cleveland ohio uh, my, like my. What do you mean by that? Uh, well, before Steve, my partner in crime was a guy named Billy Morris, who uh, played in Warrant yeah, and Quiet. Okay, yeah. And uh, so he has a studio in Cleveland, and uh, there's a an up and coming guitar prodigy named Dougie Manross, and uh, we wanted to make sure like this track got done really well. So we asked Dougie if he wanted to do a track with us. He did one song on the last album. Like, we're like P-Funk. We've got, like, 50 people in this band at any given time. And so we're like, hey, Doug, do you want to play guitar on this track? And he said, sure. And Billy said, cool, let's do it at my studio. And so he flew over the guitar track for us. And we had a drummer in Nashville uh, do drums at his studio. So and we just combined it all together once we got everything back at uh, Steve's place and layered it all together. And boom, Eric Carr cover, Magic. So is anybody in the video actually play on it? <laughs> no, quick. Uh, myself and Steve do. Okay. What was the name? What was Doug's na- full name again? A Dougie Manross. Is he related to Guy Man Dude? <laughs> uh, they are. They are distant cousins. Hmm. Um, Guy Man Dude, I believe. Um, I believe he's estranged from the family. Uh, okay. 
Or, fair enough. You know, yeah, it's uh, some, killing some racist stuff. Yeah, he, <laughs> he was he was collaborating with guy guys in Motley Crue, so there was like some racist shenanigans going on, swastika. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. You, you're, is that your hot take? You're saying that Motley Crue is racist? No, Motley Crue isn't racist. I'm just trolling. <laughs> <laughs> They're not Pantera. Well, I think oh, I think they, they might, now, I mean, now you're talking you Luce's language, yeah. <laughs> That's right. The uh, but no, I mean they they might be is whatever you tell Mick Mars, he is. He'll just go along with it because he has no <laughs> idea what's going on. Sure. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, the, the, the you got a nice sound on the chorus. They're very big. Yeah, it's um. Steve and I. Hey. I th- think we. Over the years, learned how to really complement each other musically. So Steve has a much cleaner voice than I do, and when you combine the two of us together, you, you know we finally we finally capture that big Def Leppard sound. If that's a good thing on this show, sure. Um, so, so it's what we were going for. If you like Def Leppard, great. If you don't, um, sorry, we, uh, don't listen to us. You, you will hate us. <laughs> Yeah, we're fans. We did a uh, Hysteria rec- uh, episode, and I think we were largely positive. Yeah. I mean, how many tracks did you, <clears throat> like, how many vocals did you over overdub? You know, I am uh, I am not certain how many we did. Like, you lose you lose track after a certain point. And Steve, to his credit, he was more the engineer, and I was more like the producer gathering the pieces. So, like, getting the drummer and, like, you know, making sure his takes were proper and doing feedback with Dougie and his guitar tone from afar. So I was like cobbling together the pieces and he was the one like, you know, moving the knobs. So it's, uh, I guess I'm the big picture guy. He's the small picture guy, which, you know, why we work well together. We, we complement each other very well where we just know the other person is doing the thing that we don't want to do. You know, one thing about the track and it, it, it hit me, especially listening to to your, your version of it. Um, but, but I remember thinking this uh, a while back when I first heard the, the Eric Card demo. I, I'm sorry, I honestly don't remember if it was on Sonic Boom or, or Monster. There's that song called Lightning Strikes. There's a bit of a melody that I feel they lifted from that track. Does it Assuming you know the guys in Kiss have heard this song before. Yeah, I mean, look, they were melodies. A lot of hair bands. I mean, shoot, uh, one of those songs is just a Poison song on Sonic Boom. So yeah, yeah. You know, they're just uh, hearkening back to the old days of uh, ripping off other bands. Sometimes <laughs> former dead members. Captain, my captain. Yeah, uh, that was the, that was the working title. You know, Kiss likes to keep. Bit classy with a capital K. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, now you were, were you sound like you're a pretty big fan of Eric Carr. Is is that accurate, or is it just that you really like this song? You know, uh, I don't listen to Rockology nearly as much as I used to, but I would say I'm a pretty big Eric Carr fan. I mean, the thing is, I was born before I was old. Like by the time I was old enough to like have rational thought, Eric Carr was dead. Sure. So like my entire existence. He has been a dead rock star. 
But from what I've heard from fans and people who had met him was that he seemed like a nice guy, a total sweetheart. Uh, I liked his drumming quite a bit. And there's like four or five songs on Rockology that I really, really love. So I would say, yeah, I'm a big Eric Carr fan. I think there's unfortunately not enough of his songwriting for him to be one of my all-time favorite artists. Uh, just because they're just so little out there. But from what there is, there's a lot of strong stuff, and he definitely left us too soon. Yeah, and you came in, you became a fan of, I understand, uh, on the Rock Rock the Nation tour. So explain yourself. Um, I, I grew up in the 90s, and I thought music was shitty because I grew up in the 90s. Sure. And so I would turn on the radio, and it'd be like, oh, corn and Limp Biscuit and the Backstreet Boys. And I just assumed, all right, so music is just really shitty, right? And um, ended up at a Kiss concert. It was like, whoa, this is pretty badass. And I thought I was seeing the original lineup with Ace and Peter. Until Paul Stanley said, we got a drummer from Cleveland. His name's <laughs> Eric Singer. I'm like, oh, I guess that's not Peter Chris. That's cool. And uh, that's how I found out it wasn't the original band. Wow. Yeah. The, you know what? Um, that tour, though, was pretty much the last time that they did. Here's my theory on that tour, the tour that you saw was that they actually read KISS FAQ because they made a set list that was everything the people wanted at the time. And then after that, they went back to everything else. I don't know if you noticed that. They played like, they played like random tracks. At sure, least they, like went, 10 they went tracks. deeper than they've, they've done before or since, really. Yeah, and that tour wasn't that successful, so I think they said, we're never listening to the fans again. <laughs> had nothing to do with the fact that Poison was opening. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It had nothing to do with... Uh, look, uh, I've seen Poison like six times. I love Poison. Um, but... You know, it's difficult it's when a musician a says that. It's, it, it's hard for me to accept that. Well, the, the thing is, I like catchy pop music. Well, so do we. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, you, you so, and no, I have no. gone back and forth on that. Yeah, you, you throw that out there like that's part of the debate. Look, catchy doesn't mean no. anything but catchy. It, there's bad catchy and good catchy. If I like thrash metal, that doesn't mean I like uh, Overkill. I'm probably, the, probably no, not the what's, best what's example, up? but I'm not a huge fan of them. But no, no, no. But I think the odd thing is with Poison is I think Baco made the point that have you ever seen a band that's been around? And, and as they go forward, they become worse live. <laughs> they they, the they don't have one member of the like. There's a lot of bands that like, you know, certain members are 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 are, are carrying a little more weight as a musician. You may you maybe have a a phenomenal singer and kind of a mediocre guitar player. They literally don't have anybody who's better than mediocre at any position in that band. Uh, and, and look, I, I'm not really a hater. Honestly, I, I do think uh, Brett Michaels, he, he, he basically is willing to, to bust his ass for his own career. And, and, and God bless him for that. I just don't find him terribly you know, uh, talented. And but, I, it, uh, but take, take that. Hold on. What about his remodeling? What about his remodeling skills on, on trailers? <laughs> <laughs> well, now there he pulled me back in. It's like, well, this okay. guy clearly has spent a lot of time in RVs because he knows how to take a seat and throw it through the window. <laughs> no, I mean, come on. That guy is the hardest working guy in show business for, because he has to be. <laughs> yeah, I took some cheap shots there. I do think we should let Greg at least respond. Uh, yeah, I think I yes, made my yes, point. Please, how, how, would you, how would you like to counter that? So do you listen to the Ramones? Do you like the Ramones? 
I get the Ramones. No. They're not my cup of tea, but but I get them. I like. Uh, I'm more of a Misfits guy than the Ramones, if if that makes sense. Okay, so would you say any of the Misfits guys are particularly talented musicians, songwriters, uh, and, and also pioneers in their own field? Yeah. Uh, as far as musicians, no. But, but you know, I mean, Glenn has a very unique voice and singing style. Uh, and same with the Ramones. Uh, as, as redundant as people might call their stuff, there, there's a lot of real, real um, developed sensibility to what they're doing. I don't I mean, see I, that with Poison. Their shit is just, it's paint by numbers. It's bad versions of bands but, they're trying to be. But I'll, I'll jump in here too, Greg, to make sure you're not being battled upon. Because because on the Poison set, if you have a 45-minute opening show, it's nothing but hit after hit after hit. They have some good songs. I'm not saying that they don't. I'm just saying that they're, they're it, it's just funny watching them kind of fall apart. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I but you're not a musician, so I get that. You know, you. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I will I will concede this. Uh, so you know, being in Nashville, I I work with a lot of uh, pro level guys, uh-huh. and they all hate poison. <laughs> yeah. Like so, like when we are doing a cover set downtown, they hate when we have to do a poison song. They're just like, I fucking hate this band. So I get it. I think they're fun. Like I just viewers like yeah these are just I'd agree with that I'll cop to that I do think they're fun yeah so I just like I I think there it's there's nothing wrong with some harmless fun uh, I don't understand all the hate I can understand people being frustrated that a less talented band is more successful mm. than bands that are more talented that's the reality though I mean honestly it's just, people need to accept that that's like pretty much across the board in entertainment. Uh, right. You know, you know, Greg, I mean, what's left, what's right, what the hell is going on? You know what I mean? Hey, man, it's a fun song. I like it. Yeah, exactly. I, honestly, outside of Beyonce, I really don't hate anybody as far as, as like, I, I, I'm not, I don't have a lot of bashing to do. I have opinions on, on Poison, but I, God bless them. You've, if you're going to pay the money to go see them, have fun. And by the way, I respect the fact that Greg, the fact that you've had multiple episodes about Jim Steinem, <laughs> bad for good. So the fact I, is, listen, poison's poison's yeah. not that it's just a basic question we have, but but uh, bad for good. That episode was genius. I listened to that; it was quite entertained with your uh, your lust. It's your your fantasy is to have Jim Steinem, Steinem uh, write a Kiss song. Am I right? That'll be the combination. I mean that. Uh, I mean, back when there were good singers in Kiss, that would have been amazing. Uh, <laughs> that's not really the case now. Did you, did you uh, say so, that at some point? I thought that was an interesting idea. No. Uh, yeah. Well, the, I guess uh, on Revenge they were kicking around a Jim Steinman demo really? as a possible song. I never heard that. Okay. Interesting. And, uh, it, uh, and then Paul Stanley liked the title and then just wrote a new song called uh, Heart of Chrome. But there was a Jim Steinman song called Chrome Hearts. And uh, I was like, man, I want to be in the parallel universe where just Kiss went through with doing a Jim Steinman song on Revenge. That just would have mm. been so fucking rad. <laughs> and now, so it's just like just a mediocre filler song. That's cool, I, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I got to tell you, I would have loved in Revenge to hear Light is a Lemon, but I want my money back. I know you're joking, but that, that actually sounds kind of bitching. <laughs> <laughs> Objects in the rear of your mirror are closer than they appear. Tell me you don't want Paul Stanley singing that. That'd be great. Oh, man. I'll throw it back to you, Bucko. 
Uh, well, you also just covered an, another uh, loathful record, uh, the Peter Chris one nothing. for all. I, I think here. the uh, vision of that uh, amazing song just uh, killed Baco. Like, he couldn't handle it. Oh, are you no, guys not, not hearing me? Hold on. Oh, no, he's yeah. he's he's muted. He's 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 busy masturbating. Sorry about that. Uh, I, I, I don't know if I did that accidentally or what's going on there. Uh, I, yeah, actually, so I, I'll come in right where you – you guys hear me now? Yes, we can hear you. Yeah, okay. this, this, reminds, this reminds me of other times. Where yeah, like, this has happened before. Uh, yeah, at least you guys are quick to it. Um, one of the other records that you did on there was the lowest on your podcast, Lipstick Generation, was the uh, – Oh, the woe begotten Peter Chris record, one for all. Uh, I, I don't even think I could listen to your show on that record. It's so bad. Uh, I w- those episodes are amazing. I'll tell you why. The first episode in that series is a live reaction to it where Steve doesn't Steve. know it's coming. And you just get to hear someone being really grumpy while listening to that album. <laughs> and then part two, even better. We had one of our panelists, one of our regulars on the show who couldn't make it, um, Submit to us a Peter Chris male impregnation fan fiction uh, that we read live on air, uh, which was uh, honestly one of the best things we've ever done as a podcast. Read that Peter Chris. Hold male on, hold on. I need you. I need you to repeat that because it's going to be hard for people to take that in again. Say that again. What kind of so, fan fiction was it? Uh, Peter Chris uh-huh. male impregnation. So Peter <laughs> Chris is. <absolutely laughs> Uh, Is so this like that movie stuff, Twins oh, with uh, Schwarzenegger and DeVito? Oh, yeah. yeah. Junior, yeah. yeah. With the, the Junior oh, wait, no, no, no. Junior what was the one where Schwarzenegger was pregnant? That That's Junior. Twins is the one of Danny. Twi- okay, yeah, I, I got those two confused. So you're yeah, telling me a- that's? I thought I thought that Arnold Schwarzenegger gave birth to himself and Danny DeVito. That <laughs> so that's triplets. That's the new one that's coming out. Oh, oh nice. God, just no original ideas. Very serious. Nothing left. Nothing, Nothing left. left. But your podcast is very entertaining. Uh, both you and Steve have a very good rapport. Let's touch on that a little bit. How did you guys get together and make sure people know exactly how to get uh, get in touch and listen to that show? It's good. So I have a really bad habit of um, finding people I'm a fan of and forcing them to be my friends. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I've done that with uh, a lot of the people in the Jim Steinman camp. And uh, I've done, I did that with Steve, where Eve. I just saw him play at an open mic one time and thought to myself, this is the worst guitar tone I've ever heard in my entire life, but these songs are catchy. Uh, because he was playing an instrument he invented called Abomination, which is a short scale bass uh, tuned to DDAD with three guitar strings and one bass string. So he's just playing bar chords the whole time. So that way he's a one man band. And I'm like, man, this is a weird instrument. And that guitar thing sounds like shit, but he's got good pop hooks. And so I'm like, hey, man, I think you're cool. Want to be friends? And he said no. And uh, then I just kept bothering him. Like, come on, man, we can do hair metal. He's like, man, hair metal's for stupid bros. I'll join your band as a joke. And uh, several years later, he's still with me. So, um, yeah, he dropped the ball on that one. A little fun fact, too, besides that's that's a good, uh, you know, uh, meet cute story you had there. But the what I was going to say is that did you know that Jim Steinem can't you mentioned the Jim Steinem camp? Is that correct? Uh, Jim Steinman, what you said, Jim uh, camp camp. Yes. Yeah. Jim Steinem and Jim Stein. It's very hard to say his name. 
You mentioned the Jim Steinman camp. Is that correct? Yes. Easily the most unpopular overnight camp for for children. <laughs> uh, I mean, hey, one of the top ten selling albums of all time. So not that unpopular. Yes, but uh, when he does his when he does his production of the did he have an album that was a Batman album? Yes. No. Unreleased Batman musical. I fucking love that. <laughs> <laughs> Give me one of the song titles. Uh, wonderful Toys, uh, in, uh, the Joker's song, which uh, is really great troll music. Up there with Speedball Jam. Uh, like, I'm really good at throwing together a really great uh, troll mix CD. So, like, I've got, uh, th- and there'll be multiple Steinman songs on there. So, the Joker song from Batman the Musical. Uh, he has a German musical about vampires. So, I, I'll put, like, the German version of Total Eclipse the Heart on that CD. I'll put on like some Japanese city pop, which is like some insane bass lines. I can I can put together a great troll mix CD if you're driving with me. Just you know, be careful. Uh, okay, um, <laughs> but, but but you said you'd like to hang out with the, the Jim Steinman uh, camp. So who who is in his camp? Who are some of you stalked to, because you appreciated? Um, camp. Who is in a camp? I don't even know what does that even mean. So uh, people who like our regular collaborators with him that are on some of his more famous projects. So um, Carla DeVito and Rory Dodd have both been uh, very, very supportive of my music career over the years. Really? Like, they have a new video, they'll tweet it, they'll share it, they'll That's talk awesome. with me, and just like chat on a regular basis about like the Beatles or politics or whatever. And so they've just become, you know, fun e-buddies like you guys. Okay, so basically what you do is you market retirement homes. <laughs> I market what? Retirement homes. Uh, yeah, you know, pretty much. Uh, I'm really good at, uh, at uh, marketing. <laughs> How old are they? they got to be at least in their 70s. Yeah, no, they're, you know, they're, yeah, they're they're older, but hey, you know what? Uh, friendship knows no age. You guys are older than me, and we're still friends. They're oh, older damn. than you guys, we're still friends. Oh, we're old. We, we just like to make fun of the older in the world. You're right. <laughs> You're going to die first. <laughs> I'm just coming right. up with anagrams for Jim Steinman. <laughs> oh, you are? Okay. Meet Sin. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hear, you know my, what? my most clever it's... one was Manstein. Uh, you Get know, it? You, you know that, that what the... <laughs> you know what the, my, my favorite working title for a Jim Steinman album was? Uh, what? Uh, two on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> All of his song titles are hilarious. Bad for Good, by the way, great fucking song. I, I will say that. I like that. how all of his lyrics are basically just run-on sentences. <laughs> you know, I think Fall yeah, Out Boy. Awesome. The guy just doesn't know how to wrap up a, a verse line. <laughs> I but need like, more! like... That's right. Like uh, I think Fall Out Boy took his titles. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> now Fall, yeah, yeah, Fall Out Boy was inspired by his lyrics for how to write uh, song titles. Yeah. Another working title was uh, "Salty is for Pussies." Mm. <laughs> You're listening I to Cohog's favorite Jim Steinman podcast. Uh... <laughs> so, uh, at what point do we think we lost our listeners on this? <laughs> Uh, Welcome to Cobras and Fire, I think, is where they started turning out. That's probably true, yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ. 
But um, but yeah, let's get yeah, back. Let's uh, let's wrap this up and promote uh, your, your video here, man. Where can, can, can people download the song and buy it? That's one thing I had wanted to know. Yeah. Uh, so I think the song. So it's when you're an independent band, uh, streaming services like to dick you over and take a while to get your stuff out there. Yeah. So. Um, but you get a be better cut than the, the people with labels do. So uh, I think it might be out on streaming services within the next couple days, but uh, the video is out. Um, it, it's going to be digital only for now because we don't have immediate plans yeah. for CD. So I don't know. Just go to your favorite streaming service. If you if you really want a copy, I don't know. Just reach out to me. I'll send you the MP3. Okay. So we're we're just trying to get the word out there, spread the music, announce our new image and sound to the world, and uh, worrying about a CD later. Taking it one step at a time. Just stream it. Enjoy it. If cool. you really want it, burn it on a mix CD. If you really want it on a CD <laughs> for now. But, like, who listens to CDs anymore? Come on. Also, uh, please buy a CD. We need yeah. the money. <laughs> yeah, and, and if anybody hasn't seen the video, I'll make sure it's on the Cobras and Fire page. One of us will make sure we get it up there. Uh, so that's yeah. one place you can find it. But, of course, the Lipstick, uh, I assume, has their own Facebook page. We do. Uh, lipstick gener- It's all Lipstick Generation. Just... Just Google. Look, at, look for lipstick generation. You'll find us. It was way easier than looking for lipstick. Well, yes, that makes sense. The uh, And by the way, uh, I unfortunately, because I showed up a little bit late on Friday for the Rock and Pot Expo, missed your guys' set. But uh, but thank you for you know being part of that. And that was a um, – I heard you guys were good. I, I wish I would have saw it because I actually – I can't think of the name of the song right now, but it was one that closed out your appearance on – uh, Decibel Geek that has some pretty kick-ass soloing on the end of it. Do you know which one I'm talking about? That was oh, yeah. The, we closed out with The Flash. The Flash. Great song. Great song. You guys. And, and I, I've listened to your first album on, on uh, Spotify before, too, and it's it's solid for anybody that wants to straight up rock and roll out there. Definitely check out Lipstick Generation. Yeah, we've got uh, one song from the Rock and Pod set up on YouTube, so if you go on our channel, oh, you should cool. see it. Uh, we opened with I Store Your Love because, you know, KISS fans and Rockin' Pods, like, hey, guys, we know you like this one. Um, we have well, the entire set recorded. We haven't put it up yet because I'm still getting over my embarrassment of not being able to count, uh, where I had my <laughs> single most embarrassing moment ever on stage, where I said, fight till the end was three words. It's four words, Greg, you dumb idiot. That's all right. Nobody knows. But by the way, the fact that you played a Kiss song, you definitely read the crowd better than uh, the Rock and Roll Residency. They're great. Yeah, <laughs> didn't land that joke good enough. His joke there was that, like, there's so many Kiss fans there, you had to play one song for them. Uh, no, those guys are fantastic, and, and we both are huge fans. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's what I meant by that. All right. Well, we're done busting your balls. We, we appreciate anybody that's... that's uh, Getting getting new music out there, and uh, the Eric Carr pick is is definitely a deep pull. I it's it's right up. It, it was the most Greg Troyan thing to do. It really was. <laughs> uh, that's right. Yeah, I mean, the I, most Gretchen thing to do would have been taking a Jim Steinman song from his Vampire musical, translating it into English, <laughs> and being like, "Guys, this is the single." <laughs> oh man, uh, I don't know. That seems too predictable, and you're not a predictable guy. Well, uh, yeah, you know the other thing is, too, have you ever done a mashup of Jim Jim Steinem and uh, and, and Kiss before? Is that in the future? Releasing that on YouTube? <laughs> People love Baco loves mashup. Baby, we can talk all night, but that ain't getting us nowhere. 
about 20 minutes ago, I was like, this is the guy who's actually doing all these mashups on YouTube. But uh... <laughs> I, I, I wish I was the guy doing these mashups on, G- on YouTube. Mm. You know what? Uh, someday there will be a Jim Steinemann and, uh, and Kiss matchup. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll see what I can do. I think, um, I don't know, Bang Bang You uh, mixed with uh, objects in the rearview mirror may appear close to they are. I think those two are just meant to be combined. <laughs> there you go. I'm, I'm on board with that one. Yeah, b- before we, before closing, um, we understand, Greg, that that you'll do anything for love, but you won't do that. What is the thing that you won't do? Uh, pegging. I will not let you stick something up my butt. Just uh, mm. not for me. <laughs> pegging. I learned something new today. Mm. That's, I did thought it, that was called it, was a very kinky girl. I'm like, you know what? That hurts. Not for me. I'm out. You know, see, I thought that was catfishing. I'm still confused about that. No, catfishing is when you <laughs> pretend to be hot when you're not. <laughs> it's an ongoing joke with us. Yeah. Anyway, hey, what else you got, Baco? That why don't you, uh, why don't you, Greg? Why don't you list all your like uh, domains and all that kind of stuff like that? Everything is lipstick generation. That's it. Just like, hey, you know how the internet works? You know what the band is called? You can do it. I believe in you, champ. Well, you for, got- for our listeners in Des Moines, let's dumb it down a little bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go to Google and type in the word lipstick generation. When I say type in, it's that little box. Put your now, listen, mouse over there. Iowa or... still, uh, our listeners in Iowa are still using Alta Vista. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I say, I think I'm sorry. That's too advanced. At Netscape. Oh my god. <laughs> well, Greg, you know uh, I have uh, a, a, a lot of fun at your expense, and you're a good sport, and, and you you take some shots uh, right back at me, and I really appreciate that. Uh, you've you've yes, never really uh, never held back on any of our, our little opinion battles on uh, on Facebook. So for what it's worth, I enjoy that. I'm uh, I actually usually have a big uh, get a pretty big smile when uh, when you and I are going back and forth. As do I. I'm actually surprised at how tame this was. We have to like do a real throwdown next time. <laughs> <laughs> really get out just like talk about all the bands you love that i think are just okay and yeah. you know i'm so used to people shitting on bands i like i don't even know if i'll be phased but we can yeah. try it <laughs> well we can definitely find there's definitely plenty of material there but you you came on today to talk about something that that uh is your creation that your product that you're putting out there uh i would never uh, uh take take that kind of shot at somebody who's making an effort to add add some nope. entertainment and uh and some music into the, the world yeah, I mean, except for poison. Your... <laughs> well, yeah, we respect people that are creative. All we have is our, our, our dick jokes and toilet humor. All right, well, uh, Greg, best of luck with this. Everybody, go make sure to uh, just uh, hit the internet and, uh, like, like he said, unless you live in Des Moines, you know how the internet works. Type in "lipstick generation." Uh, check out the "Eyes of Love" video. Uh, track down the Eric Carr version if you want to hear like a, the, the 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 inspiration for all this stuff. And uh, of course, Greg, the best to you and uh, your fellow bandmates. And uh, I, I, well, I guess I hope to see you at least uh, next year at Rock and Pod. Yeah, and, and what I understand too is that you'll get all the lipstick generations the faster if you use Ask Jeeves. <laughs> oh man, you really have beat to death your your internet search engine jokes. <laughs> I, I like to, yes. Or you you, you're still trying popular. to secretly land that, like uh, oh, so many of your 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 re- rehash oh, stuff. God, <laughs> listen, we just that that was the initial thing was not Cobras and Fire; it was called Swing and a Miss. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Any last words, Greg? You want to take a couple shots at us? Uh, no. I actually just want to be polite and say thank you so much for having me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. All the best, all right, man. man. 
All about it, baby. Girl, when I look 